You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's time for the BallQuest Mailbag Podcast, answering your questions from the General's Quarters every week, right here on BallQuest. Hey everybody, welcome to the BallQuest Mailbag Podcast every Thursday right here at BallQuest.com and on the BallQuest YouTube channel. If you're watching us, please like this video, hit subscribe to this channel if you'd be so kind. And don't forget, a late Christmas gift, I say late, Christmas is still a couple weeks away, but... You last want a cri- minute, last minute Christmas gift. You got ten dollars for a VolQuest.com subscription would be a great Christmas gift. Put in that stocking for uh, any Tennessee fan in your life, and that's offered right now. VolQuest.com, ten dollars for a one-year subscription. I'm Eric Kane with Austin Price, Brent Hubs, and Rob Lewis. Got plenty to discuss. We'll go ahead and jump in first with Traders Joe. I like the uh, the screen name there. He's got a couple. Uh, name one player on both sides of the football that can benefit the most from bowl practices. Rob, you want to lead us off here? I mean, just any young kid that hasn't played a lot, I mean, any of those wide receivers, you know, especially with you know with Tillman, you know, I, I don't know if he's announced yet, but with him looking unlikely to play, you know, Nimrod, Webb, and Squirrels played a lot, so I wouldn't really throw him in there as somebody that's going to benefit a ton. And – I mean, I think Tyree West has, has played enough to where it's not like, you know, 15 bowl practice is going to be a new thing for him. But, but he's one of those guys that has, you know, you, you could see taking a little bit of a leap when you when it stops being you're getting ready for a game, you're getting ready for a game. And now you got, you know, a couple of weeks to, just to work on, you know, to dial it back and work on fundamentals. So, I mean, I think there'll be a lot of guys that, that benefit. I wouldn't say there's just a couple from both sides of the ball, but I would pinpoint a couple of freshman wide receivers and, you know, West or, or even Joshua Joseph, even though he's played a bunch, when you can, again, just when it's not about getting ready for the next game and you can dial it back, I, I would I would always go to a freshman in these situations. I, I, will add, I will add the one guy that to me that sticks out above all the rest, Hubber, is Addison Nichols because – I think he's got to use this as the springboard to spring and the springboard to being one of those guards uh, or, or the op, the guard opposite, you know, the Jar- Jerome Carvin spot um, heading into next season. You look at kind of where they're at offensive line-wise, tackle, it's still a coin flip. I mean, everybody's going to project, you know, Mincy and Crawford to play next year. But to me, it's still a coin flip, especially if Tennessee can get better there. But Cooper's your starting center. Sprague's is your starting right guard. Addison Nichols has a chance to be your starting left guard. To me, it all starts with these practices. Well, and I, and I think the question is, you know, do, does this does the the poster mean guys who can benefit them for next year? Or, I mean, or is it is a guy who can benefit himself to get ready for the bowl game to help in the bowl game? That's two different questions. If you're talking about the bowl game, I, I think the three weeks are probably most important for Joe Milton to to continue to get settled in because he had basically four days to get ready as the starter. Here's a chance for him to work on his chemistry with, with continued chemistry with the wide receivers. But if you're talking about long-term, 
then, then I think you can – I mean, there's a dozen guys who can benefit from some things long-term uh, all over, you know, every position. I mean, I think Elijah Herring and, and Caleb Perry, I, I think it's I think it's a great opportunity for them this bowl game. And you can go position by position with a bunch of young guys like that. Oh, we'll go one more here from Trader Joe's. Um, under, uh, under or over – uh, one and a half commits added to this class, not including transfers. One and a half. Hmm. I, it's, a, it's a tough number. I mean, I think Tennessee's got a chance to add Elijah Davis. I think they've got a a chance to land Arian Carter. And then obviously uh, it sounds like Dejan Lafitte, who's toyed with coming in here a few times, um, could potentially OV here next weekend. And then we'll see what Tavion Gadsden does. Rodney Garner – Say, hey, I'm going to come by and see you, going home, kids come into Florida State, and the kid didn't say no. So he's obviously still listening to G. Now, is this just kind of like, ah, he's going to let him come in there and hang out with him for a little bit and, you know, so on and so forth? Maybe. Um, but I, I think a lot of it depends on kind of just where, where it goes. Right now, I would lean – oh, man, I'm going to lean over here. I just think that, that, that somehow they get two – in the next uh, couple of weeks. But right, I think it's really close. It's either going to be one or two. I think one is a definite. Two is is more up in the air. But I would lean to. I think I'll look forward to the – I was going to say, I'll look forward to the Twitter meme, Hubbard. <laughs> I think the question is going to be, um, what do they do with Larry Johnson the third, the, the junior college offensive lineman that Glenn Ellerby offered last Saturday? Um, is that an offer and then you get him here and you decide you don't want him? Is that an offer you get him here and you're really going to go hard and, and try to get him done? Uh, he likes Glenn Ellerby's from Savannah, Georgia. I, I'll be curious to see how hard Tennessee pushes next week for Larry Johnson the third when he visits because he will visit. He's planning his championship game um, next Wednesday, and then he will visit uh, Maryland and then come visit Tennessee on um, – Friday, Saturday to close things out. I don't know where exactly Tennessee is. I know he's feeling Tennessee a lot after Glenn Ellerby came by and watched his semifinal game and then visited with him afterwards. So that that would be one that would be interesting to see kind of where Tennessee is after the visit. And, and I'm always interested to kind of see, like, depending on the day, you know, like, are they in the mood where we just need we just need a, a, a body, like, let's say specifically for the tackle Hubbard, we need a tackle body or – we don't. We don't need to just to take a body. We need to take a quality body. I mean, I, it literally changes all the time. So to me, that would be the biggest question I've got. You know, you know, what do they think of him? And then two, like, what do they think of him as a player? Like, do they think he can get to the field quick enough? Because if you're bringing in a kid from JUCO, he needs to be expected to play right away. JJ Crawford. Now, granted, JJ arrived super, super late a year ago, but he never factored in year one, and and so. Like, I think Tennessee needs somebody that will factor in the fall, don't you? I mean, yeah. I mean, and again, I don't know where he's at. I know he said when I spoke with him that he and Glenn Ellerby got on, basically got on the board and, and talked a lot of hardcore ball. He's a high school qualifier, a little bit of a different scenario, different case out there. He would be somewhere in January. I think with Larry Johnson, I think the bigger question, or one of the big questions I have, Eric, is – when they evaluate it, is he the best they can get as a big body or is there a guy in the transfer portal as a big body that they feel more comfortable with or they think is a better fit for them or a a little bit more of a sure thing, if you will? That that could factor into where things are with Larry Johnson the third as well. Yeah, and of course there's a little bit more time before the early signing period, so a chance to 
uh, potentially get somebody to come in via the transfer portal and take a look at them in person and kind of see what they're about. Maybe that'll uh, dictate, you know, what you do with Larry Johnson the third. So we will see. Athrone wants to know most likely wide receiver transfer portal guy you go after. You just mentioned Rawa Davis. Is there, uh, you know, O'Keefe from UCF? If there's some other wide receivers in the portal that Tennessee is for sure going to have some interest in. Well, Austin, they'll go after the. They'll at least explore the kid from Oregon to see if he has any interest and, and kind of see where that's at. I would think. Also, who else goes in the portal? You know, in, in the next couple of weeks. Um, where do you feel like you are after a week or so of bowl practice? Do you feel the same that, that you got to have a guy? I mean, there's a, there's that, that's what fans and I'm not picking on fans in the least. I get it. Guy goes in Tennessee got interest black and white question that there's a million moving parts going on in, in everything right now with, with the transfer portal. I mean, just a, just a lot of moving parts. It's not as black and white as everybody wants it to be. And that's just the reality of it. Well, and, and I still maintain, if you're if you're not figuring out how to to you know get in contact with the kid before he goes in, whether it be through uh, you know one of your players or whatever, I I think that you're behind the eight ball. It doesn't mean you can't get them, but like I'm telling you, a lot of these kids kind of know where they're going. A lot of the good ones anyway know where they're going when they hit the portal or have an idea of where they're going. Um, the other person you have to think about with with wide receiver is Love it from Missouri. Um, I, I think that's another one that they look at um, to try to get him here for a visit uh, sometime this month. But, yeah, I mean, clearly Tennessee's trying to add a wide out um, and most likely a slot guy with Deshaun or with the Jalen Hyatt uh, headed off, to, likely headed off to the NFL. Let's go hitter here. H-I-T-R says, is this where all the thought-provoking questions Eric Kane ignores? Uh, my response to that would be ask better questions. Jay Moore seventeen eighteen says wants to know about Jaheim Bell. Um, he went in the portal a couple of days ago. Uh, obviously, when you just think about what he can do, his versatility, running back, tight end, how you know Beamer and them at South at South Carolina use him, uh, endless possibilities in the Tennessee offense. But is there any type of scenario where Jaheim Bell gets interest from Tennessee? I mean, I guess there's a possibility. It just doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of traction there based off people I've spoke to. Now again. That doesn't mean there's not, but just based off people I've spoke to, it doesn't seem like there's much going on there. Yeah, and, and I think and he's, he's sitting guy, mean tweets. He's sitting I, mean tweets over. I think I think he's a guy who um, could ultimately end up back. Would not shock me if he ends up back at South Carolina once South Carolina hires an OC. I mean, you know, what I'm saying he he doesn't know what their offense is going to be. You get an offensive coordinator in there if you're Shane Beamer. In short order here, you got a chance to probably rec- to, to at least try to recruit him back. I'm not saying he absolutely goes back, but I, you know I, I think that South Carolina will get back in play potentially to keep him once an offensive coordinator is in place at South Carolina if they get that done in relatively short order. I'm not saying he's definitely coming back, but I, but I think there's he would certainly be recruited hard by South Carolina to come back, and we'll see what happens with with the tractions of other schools out there. Of course, NIL will factor in there as well. Um, they're, they're, again, multiple variables, multiple layers of things going on with guys in the portal. Here's another question. I've seen this all over the board, you know, on social media and stuff. What happens if Joe Milton really struggles in this football game, in your opinion? I mean, I know anything can happen, but the question is, if, if Joe struggles in this game, are they going to go to the portal to get a quarterback? And we continue to say it's going to be difficult to get a quarterback from the portal. I guess, how would you answer that question? What happens? What's Tennessee's mindset if Joe Milton struggles in this football game? I would think it's we we got some work to do, you know, before spring practice and and in spring. I mean, by the time the bowl game, 
rolls around and we know what he looks like. I mean, any quarterback that you care about is going to made it, have made a decision. I mean, don't yeah. you guys think? I mean, yeah, that's why you know on on Wednesday on the message board, you know, somebody kept asking about quarterback, and I said, guys, do I think they'll add one? I do, but that's based on the fact that I have a hard time seeing. Joe Milton, Nico Iamaliava, and Taven Jackson all here when spring practice ends. Now, we know Nico ain't going anywhere. Um, but the other two, I mean, are all possibilities if, if Joe struggles or if Taven sees that the path to the field is 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 going to be way more difficult than one of those could lead. Tennessee can't go into the season with two scholarship guys and Gaston Moore. Like, they just can't. And now the problem is, is what kind of quarterback can you get, Hubs? Like, who, who can you get to – buy into competing but likely isn't going to be the guy you know you know and and then you know if you go with the other route you could also upset the apple cart you know with the younger guys if you try to go and and, and get you know a sam hartman right now or you know whoever so i mean like it's it's one of those kind of double-edged swords and i think how you handle it uh there will be a trickle down effect one way or the other yeah, I mean, I, and that's why I think it's going to be hard to get one, certainly of the elk that ten, that fans want, right? A guy to come in and right. you can come in and be the be the guy or whatever. I just don't see that. I mean, if they end up with a guy, I think it's more of a, a developmental guy who's got some talent that is going to compete and would just be a, another a body in the room that's better than your third-team body that you would have. That's kind of the way I see it right now. Again, we have – I mean, you got no, no idea. I mean – there's no telling what happens after a bowl game. Okay. I mean, there's just, there's no telling what happens at Tennessee. There's no telling what happens uh, around the country. That's one of the things. And I think this is a question later on in here. I don't know if we'll get to it, but a lot of people forget they, they think the portal closes this week. The portal's open. You can go in the portal up until mid January. So, I mean, all kinds of stuff can happen. Somebody can get their feelings hurt. Somebody could suddenly ask for a bunch of NIL money and not get what they want out of that. And then all of a sudden their feelings are hurt or looking to leave or this or that. I mean, there's a lot of things that can happen between now and mid January with the transfer portal at all positions, not just quarterback. There you go. That's what I was going to say. I mean, there'll be players, I think on Tennessee's team that could end up going to the portal, um, you know, after the bowl game, you know, they get in there and see kind of where things go and, and, you know, and, and you know, at the quarterback spot, there's all that chatter about Drake may, you know, I don't know if Drake may would go before or after a bowl game, but I mean, I, I think that ultimately there's going to be some movement post bowl game before, as you said, it closes. I was just saying, how, how great would it be, Hubbard, if JT Daniels transferred in, didn't like what happened in spring practice, and transferred to his sixth school? In five, would that to, would be it. I think the sixth school would be a transfer down, though. I do think well, he would. It would still be. It would still be. It would still be fantastic. You're. <laughs> you're. You're, you're enthralled by JT Daniels and that not, tweet. Not, that he's a regular. Uh, he's a, he's a regular. He's a, we, we love, love our, our regulars. regulars. We love our regulars. It's <laughs> fantastic. That's the tweet of the week. Uh, kind of on that note and how this window is, there, there will be another transfer portal window later in the spring. Who that ball wants to know, is this portion of the transfer portal more important since the next round will be players who likely can't crack the starting rotation? I, I, I believe so, yes. Yeah. I think the only exception could be at a at a couple positions where somebody could could make an immediate impact as an incoming midterm enrollee. Okay. If you if you have, you know, if somebody comes in at running back and is a really good, you know, just jumps off the page, right? And there's not many of these happen, but if somebody comes in in January as a running back 
and and there's a there's a running back who's played a lot of snaps, and he comes out of spring practice going, I, I'm I'm going to I'm not going to split time with this guy, right? Then, then may, maybe that guy looks at potentially going, but but I think the more talented players are in the winter time by nature are in the winter time transfer portal, not the springtime transfer portal. The, the other caveat there that I think you could see is like let's say a wide receiver. Uh, you know, goes through spring, just doesn't feel like he and the quarterback mesh, doesn't work, or or a new offensive coordinator just doesn't mesh with him, or a team, you know, a, you know, hires a new person and they go, yeah, we're not crazy about the guy we have on our roster, you know, and 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 you know, the two sides decide to to kind of part ways with one another. I do think that there's there's still going to be quality there. I just think it's more minute, smaller number. CN31, Matthews and Nico get mentioned a lot on these podcasts as potential impact guys for next year. Anyone else that stands out that the staff is itching to get on campus and see if they can contribute right away? Yeah, Cam Selden, David Hobbs, uh, Nathan Laycock, um, you know, especially you know Selden. That, that one comes to mind. You know, how, how quick can he pick up the offense? How quick can he you know, pick up? You know, I, I can't imagine that Cam Selden's done a whole lot of pass pro you know, in his life. So how quick can he pick those things up? I think anybody, any corner possibility, I think is a guy, not just Jordan Matthews. I mean, we'll see where Christian Kinder is um, and, and some of, you know, what, what can they do back there? I think corner is a position you make, you can make an early impact in. Um, and, and then, you know, how do they want to play with, with Cam Selden as a toy early on? You know, I don't know that he's necessarily – going to just immerse himself in but but they may have packages for him to use him in in a couple of different ways in this offense moving forward and i, I would say depending on the portal ethan davis we gotta have some opportunity yeah it depends on where that shoulder is going to be you know and how physical can he be but yeah, i mean when you look at where that tight end room is right now i mean he's i mean he's up on the depth chart the, the moment they issue him you know a, a jersey number and helmet i mean because of where they are now we'll see what the portal looks like but, but certainly that would be another one as well, given the lack of depth there. I know high school competition is high school competition, but holy crap, Nathan Laycock senior year whoo, was really, really impressive. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Big Orange Possum, not questioning Nico's talent at all, but is he going to be physically ready next year? Seems like it'd be ideal for him to get a year in the weight room uh, before he contributes on a regular basis. Rob, I would agree with that completely. I think that's what, I mean, sure, everybody wants to play, but I mean, ideally, I think that's the, it's kind of like drafting a quarterback in the first round, though. It's like you got to play him, right? Um, He needs to get bigger. He needs to mature, and that'll come with 
months and years in a college strength yeah. and conditioning program. He would ideally he needs to get bigger and stronger, but I mean, how many trucks do you see Bryce Young picking up and, and lifting off people this side of the side of the road? I mean, I'm not saying Nico is Bryce Young, but I mean, he's not setting any bench press records. I mean, if, you can, if you can play quarterback and, and sling it, I mean, you, you can play quarterback and sling it. Yeah, and here's the other thing too, Austin. You, you've been beside Nico. I mean, everybody sees him as real thin. You got to take into account how tall the guy is. I mean, he's, he's heavier. He's heavier than you think that he is because he's so tall for the quarterback position. Everybody's like, he weighs 150 pounds. No, I mean, add 50 plus pounds to that. He's bigger than you think. He's just taller than most quarterbacks are. Yeah, he is. Is definitely thicker than you think he is. His legs are thicker than you think he than they are. Um, I do think he can add more upper body weight. Sure, upper sure. Body absolutely. That's where, really, that's where he really can kind of change his body, you know, as he gets into winter workouts. Like, that, I think that's where you'll see him make the most most uh, gain is less lower body, more upper body. But I agree with you, Rob. If you can throw it, you can throw it. I mean, what Peyton Manning look like when he got – and, again, I'm not saying Nico's Peyton Manning, but – what, yes, what you did, are. That's exactly what you said. First. You said you basically said that he will come in and, and Bob Kessling will say, what did John Ward say about Peyton Manning? <laughs> I heard it was a mixture with Bryce Young and Peyton Manning. Yeah, that's exactly. That, that's what I'm saying. That's what Here I'm just trying Peyton to say. Peyton Manning. I mean, physically, physically, what did Peyton Manning look like as when he was, he was a, he was a skinny little freshman when he went out on the field at the Rose Bowl in 1994. He needed, he needed a lot of weight. And Nico's going to get in the huddle, and Cooper Mays is going to say, <laughs> Call the play! I know it wasn't Kevin Mays, was it? That was a, was that Lehman? Who was that that did that? Uh, it was right. Lehman that told him yeah. that in the huddle. When he, when Either he, way, he, I'm sure he, Cooper's heard that story. Yeah, I, well, everybody's heard that story. That's That that one's in pretty good lore. That's been pu- published and printed in multiple outlets for multiple years. Let's go to Burning Mattress 2010. Great, uh, great handle there. Uh, essentially, it's a loaded question. Want to know what you guys think about other coaches in the SEC? Mark Stoops' extension, Billy Napier year one, Jimbo fiasco, Shane Beamer, and everything he's got going on. You guys, what, what do y'all think about some of the coaches around the league? I, I thought Beamer overexceeded expectations this year. Kudos to them for their finish. Um, Florida, I think Florida will be fine. I do. I mean, Florida, it's it's. I just think you'll be able to pull talent there. I mean, are they going to? You know, I think next year's a critical year, though. He can't be six and six next year like he's got to take a, a step in year two and he get to eight and four in year two and then uh you know hey man kentucky's won at a pace they've never won at i'm all for you know you know kind of doubling down with a guy that that's kind of built it and that you've given him time to 8.6 million dollars for mark stoops is still a lot of money I mean, like, again, I think he's done a tremendous job, a job no one else has done. That's just a lot of money. And every time he gets nine wins, it accelerates. It goes up. I don't know about how much, but he's got the best contract in sports. He, he does. Really does. I'm interested to see Hubs, you know, what happens with them once they go to the one big, one big, you know, conference and not, you know, the divisions. All of a sudden, he's not going to have that cushy Mississippi State game and some of that cushy schedule he's had. I think it, you know, the, the walls could be closing in pretty quick as far as that that contract Eric's talking here's, about. Here's what I think. He's making $8.6 8, $8. million. Would any other school in the SEC hire him? Like, if, if they had an opening, would he be one of the top three, two or three candidates at any other SEC school, and they're paying him $9 million? I think he would I don't get think so. I, I, 
I do. I think they would hire him. I don't even pay him $8.6 million. Dude, would, on that. would he be one of the top – I mean, you think Auburn even thought about calling Mark Stoops? I don't. I don't. I don't think so. If Texas A&M fired Jimbo, would they even think about calling Stoops? I don't think uh, so. Yeah, I, I doubt – I mean, I doubt it. Again, his buyouts, you know, he's not easy to get. It's expensive. Are you, I'm not wait, even talking about the buyout. I'm talking about would they think about paying him the same if it money. If no money to get him. Would they? But would they, but you had to pay him nine million, like Kentucky's paying him. Would any other school in the league do that? I don't know. No, I, I mean I, I do agree. I don't that. think no, so. Not, not that yeah. money. And again, his schedule, as you mentioned, what what does that look like when they go to the to the six three model? Um, Louisville's making a hire of Brom. How much does Louis, does that get? Does that game become harder? That's been kind of an easy game for Kentucky the last few years. That's been a factor in there as well. So we'll see. Um, you know, I think the thing with Billy Napier to answer his question quickly is, you know, he's got to get his, his his locker room and his culture right. They had issues down there. They got a lot of people leaving that program, which he, I'm sure he's happy some of those guys are leaving. They, they've got to kind of get their locker room the right way. And clearly there's locker room issues at Texas A&M when you look at the number of guys who have left their program, the number of young kids, freshmen who have left there, you know, probably got out of their skis in year one in NIL. And how does that It'll factor back around, and, and can Jimbo Fisher really step away from his offense and let somebody else do some offensive work or not? Um, so, so we'll see. I, I'm with Austin. I think I think Shane Beamer. They figured something out with Spencer Rattler the last two weeks that they couldn't figure out early in the year. But I give him credit when a lot of people said his team was laying down and quitting on him. That that absolutely was not the case. He he did a he did a nice job. That's I mean it's a heck of a close for South Carolina to close with those two wins. If you told, if you had told. In January of 2021, if you had told, or, or let's, let's phrase it this way, if you had put odds out that can, that South Carolina and Tennessee would go to bowls in back-to-back years in the first year of the Shane Beamer and Josh Heupel era, what kind of odds would you have been given? And how much money would you have won? Because I, I, I'm going to tell you, I think the odds would have been steep and, and you would have won a bunch of money. Because I just don't think anybody saw both programs getting to bowls in the first two years. And the accelerated rate, you know, eight and four for South Carolina in year two and 10 and two for Tennessee in year two. Now, making a bowl game, I mean, six wins is not hard, but like eight, eight to nine wins and 10 wins for Hypel this year. I- I'm with you there. But like, with, with where Tennessee was left at, though, in 2021, and even South Carolina, they, you know, there was just a lot of doubt and uncertainty over there. But it's, um, but it's the, I mean, it's the proof of the transfer portal. Yeah. It's the proof of what the transfer portal can do to you. I mean, you, you can turn four to six, four wins into six wins, you know, pretty easily if you hit on a couple of transfers. And and Spencer Rattler wasn't great this year. He was great at the end of the year, which got them to where they are. Um, and, and obviously what Hendon Hooker did for Tennessee, it's just it's just proof of what the transfer portal can do for you around the country. And and obviously Tennessee benefited it greatly, particularly at the quarterback position. It just, just changes the outlook of everything at the quarterback spot. You talked about getting out over your skis a minute ago. How many players that are in the portal right now that were freshmen a year ago or this, or this past season, this fall, got out over their skis with a big NIL deal and things got tough for them when they got in the locker room or – They've tried to cash in a second time. Like, it feels like of all the freshmen going in the portal, that's exactly what happened in most instances. Do you agree? Uh, I think a couple of things. One, I don't think anybody's got any patience. You know, it's, it's, you gotta have, you gotta have success immediately. If you don't, I'm going to go somewhere else. Two, I think you've got some freshmen who got 
NIL deals and, and did get out over their skis. And then two, I think you've got some freshmen who didn't get an NIL deal and are seeking an NIL deal and maybe are going to be um, disappointed with where things are over the course of the next couple of weeks. So I think this is the uncertainty of, of NIL. Um, and, and, and this is, this is where the adjustment has to be made. I don't know when it'll happen, but, but this is the, at some point there's going to have to be not slotting, but there's going to have to be a little better parameters in there right now. Cause there's a lot of people going to that portal thinking they're going to get big money. And, and I think a lot of them are going to be disappointed in the, in the lack of money that's and available to them. I, I, I think, would say, I would I bet 75 to 80%, if not more of the kids are going to be disappointed. I mean, because I mean, we know what what it looks like on the ground. I mean, we talk to people, and what what some kids and their families think are out there is just not even close to being realistic. Well, again, I think most people think that Tennessee's got twenty five million dollars because you know Hunter Badur did the article with the Athletic and said that was their goal. They 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 scratch out the word goal, right? They don't. I think a lot of these schools, you know, look at Texas A and M flooding out of there. Oregon flooding out of there. I, I think that what you're finding out is, is these schools are also having trouble paying some kids, which is why you see a lot of defections, in my opinion, after one year of, of, of you know, in the program. Let's move on here to Vol Star 88. Uh, you had two running backs at the transfer portal and Justin Williams Thomas and Laneith Whitehead. Uh, Tennessee's still going to be looking for a running back in the portal. Um, Austin Price, you have one. Uh, you have one, maybe two current commits who who can play running back yeah i i'm not so sure they do I, again if the right guy went in the portal and tennessee had a shot to get him then absolutely but like i'm just not so sure that tennessee will be playing i think they have other more pressing needs um than running back and so i, I right now i would say no it, you know again all that's depending on the right guy could go in the portal tomorrow and you know, peak Tennessee's interest, but I don't think there's anybody in there right now that peaks Tennessee's interest. And that's the one position where you're just not seeing a flood of guys going in, high quality guys going into the transfer yeah. portal. I mean, those guys are in such a hurry to get to the league, and and if they and if they neutralize and don't have to take all the carries, some of them, some of those guys are okay with that because they don't want their legs wore out. You're just not seeing a bunch of high quality, highly productive running backs go in that that's going to wow people, you know, in terms of landing them in the transfer portal. I don't think. Um, now we'll see something may happen post bowl game, but you're just not seeing a lot of that right now. It's amazing to me how little value the running back position has now at the NFL. It's incredible. And that's changed in the last, what, 10 years, guys. I mean, it used which to is be why they've got to get to the second contract. Mm -hmm. That's the one position in the NFL. You got to get to your second contract more than any, because if you're productive as an unheralded guy and you get to that second contract, then you get money. Alvin you know, Kamara says hello. Kamara is a great example of that. Exactly. Derrick Henry, not a first round pick. Yep, and got and got paid. True, you know you're exactly right. But like, how many are the? There, there's not many of those guys. No, yeah, no, because no. because you know the 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 NFLs you know can take a a fourth round guy and turn him into something, and then if that guy wants big money, they'll let him walk and go get another fourth round guy and yeah. feel like they can develop because it's such a passing game now. It's kind of funny too because both of those contracts now look kind of you know. Ugh. Um. Does this is from uh, Vulcan? Does NIL money, like for Hyatt, for example, help keep some kids in college a year longer when they could be going to the NFL draft as first or second rounders? I would say if you're a first or second rounder, heck no. But maybe on the back end, guys, more so than in years past, NIL money could help keep a guy here for another year longer. Yeah, I agree with this. I, I think you're guaranteed money. 
when you draft it. Like the guaranteed money of a first round of the first pick of the third round is over a million dollars. So, you know, and then you just have to start weighing like, is this kid worth close to that in NIL to get him to come back for another year? And does the kid go, well, I mean, if apples are apples, I just might as well go ahead and get my clock started trying to get to that same contract as Hubs would say. So like, I, I think, you know, the, the, the feedback that they get determines a lot of it because I think ultimately, you know, it's the, the money is pretty steep until you fall into that late, you know, mid to fourth to pass that. Yeah. And so we're just I, not going to, we're just, uh, Rob, we're just not going to see guys, multiple guys on college teams with seven figure deals. No, I just, it's not what it's going to be. I, I mean, be in the mind. I mean, I, I, if I'm a sixth or seventh rounder, and I, I mean, like for sure, a six or seven rounder. Then I'm, I'm gone. I mean, I don't have to worry about going to class anymore. I don't have to worry about going to the Thornton Center anymore. I don't have to worry about, you know, all this, you know, NCAA rules or anything. I can, I'm just playing football, and, and that's my job. I, I think that's a part that people don't think about. Is you, you know, you're not, you, you don't have to, you know, live within this framework of a, you know, of, co- you know, the college rules, NCAA rules. You can go be a you can go be a, a pro, and I and I have a heart like like you said, Hubbard. I I, I don't think there's a million dollars out there for a lot of guys who are going to be a, a six round pick. All right, we're going to get a couple more here. Balls by nineteen ninety eight says Happy Wednesday, Eric. Appreciate that. Uh, let's go to Weltney for life. Will Arian Carter announce something before signing day, or will we make his uh, or will he make his announcement then? Um, AP, it's going to be an all star announcement, correct? It will be an announcement at the U.S. Army All-American game, and so I, I, you know, but his plan is to sign on signing day. His, which, yeah, those correct. are hard. Those are hard to those are hard to keep quiet. So we'll see. Good luck. It is. I mean, like you know, if he signs with Alabama, you know, I'm not going to ruin the kid's moment, but I'm also going to somebody will not build up the suspense for it. If he signs with Tennessee. Alabama's people are probably not going to run the kids moment, but they're going to shoot down getting your hopes up for it. You know, I mean, like you're going to know before he ever gets to the to the army game, I, which I mean, you know, I agree. It's kind of a, a blow because ultimately the team that he doesn't sign with is going to go, didn't sign with us. And you know, then that's how, it'll, that's how it'll go down in my opinion. I also think there's a chance that he could decide to take part in bowl practice prepping for the sugar bowl. Or for the Orange Bowl, which is always, which is also an option. But I mean, he had to be signed, still delivered, and that has to be public. No, correct? you go, to, you go to bowl practice before you sign. They just show up at bowl practice, then you know where he's going to go to school. I guess I never thought of it that way. That's because weird. Tennessee's four, Tennessee's fourteen, fourteen midterm enrollees coming in for bowl yep, practice. You're right. We'll be, be here about the fifteenth. We'll be here yeah. about the fifteenth. That is weird. That is so weird. Um, That's what it is. Are the games are the games with Nebraska in twenty six and twenty seven still on the agenda, Brent? Uh, yeah, at this point they are. I mean, you never know when when the SEC finally rolls out their model, what it looks like, what they're going to require, um, what what is the you know what does that look like in terms of league scheduling and all those things. How does everybody adjust? But as of now, yes. Okay. And we're going to end on this one. We're going to skip Rob Lewis's favorite question in here. We won't ask that one, but let's go to Austin's <laughs> favorite question in here to end things. What are the percentages we get the following players? Oh, Carter, AP, this Davis, is your world. I and Larry it. Johnson. 
Davis, I'll go 60%. Carter, I'll go 55%. And Larry Johnson, uh, not applicable. (laughs) I don't think it – because you don't know until they get him in here and he hangs out. I mean, you know – I just don't think you know yet on him. I'm you have a better understanding after the weekend of the 16th, 17th. Yeah, I'm, dis- one, I'm disappointed. No, no decimal point percentages in there, Austin. But that's I have too a little bit. I mean, you, you you had an opportunity, but oh well. You're working on your gift game instead. <sighs> he's down there on Amazon the entire time. I, I don't even know if he's paying attention. He's down here looking at his phone, just talking about there crying wolf. No, I'm, I've got people asking for the Volquest logo. Oh, there's 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 a clearance sale on Peter Millar. I'm trying. No, there's not. Not right now. But after after the first of the year, there will be. Um, that's when you advocate to hold out, wait for it to go fifty percent off, and then splurge. Our Volquest uh, Millar gear is going to be like thirty percent off by the time we get it, right? buddy. Trust me. I, I've 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 been on, uh, I've been on my guy, and. Uh, He's working on it. What it boils down to is, is they 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 left off the with Eric Kane oh, on yeah. the back part of the logo, and, yeah. and that's what we've been waiting on. The reality is, the reality is, I might have put a stop payment on that check for the gear, so there's no telling what happened. To you that didn't gear. send a check yet. <laughs> You're so silly. It's going to be slow because it's going to be through the mail for sure. All right, that'll be it here for this edition of. The VolQuest Mailbag Podcast every Thursday here at VolQuest.com. Appreciate all the questions. We got to as many as we possibly could. So thank you uh, for all those. Keep sending them in. Uh, Don't forget, uh, $10 subscription to VolQuest.com. It's from now until 2023, but don't wait until kickoff 2023. Go ahead and get it now for Christmas, a late Christmas edition for a stocking stuff or whatever. You need a dirty Santa gift? I'm sure they'll love Hump Day, the Hump Day threads on the GQ. (laughs) that that's your teaser to get him over here to volquest.com for awesome price brent hubs rob lewis i am eric kane appreciate you guys as always and we'll talk to you again on tuesday for the volquest podcast you've been listening to the volquest mailbag podcast every week right here on volquest It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.